not, not quite my tempo. Five, six, seven. How's it going, guys? And welcome to episode one of the Cinemarvels podcast. My name is Joel Anderson, and I'm here with my friend Scott Rosala to talk all things film-related. And particularly today, we'll be doing a little preview of the Golden Globes, which air this Sunday on NBC, hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. But before we begin, begin, I thought I'd just say a little bit about this podcast and why we're doing it. So, as you may or may not know, I run Cinemarvels on Instagram and YouTube, which if you haven't already, you should absolutely go subscribe and follow, at Cinemarvels. So, yeah, I love talking about movies and hearing other people's takes on movies, and what better way to do it than in, pop, than in podcast form. And with it being award season, I'll be a little bit later than usual, Scott and I thought it'd be a great time to start a podcast where we can go into more depth, in-depth talks about different films and TV. So, Scott, we have the Golden Globes Pandemic Edition this year. Um, what are your thoughts on the new COVID-safe format this year? Yeah, so it's going to be, first of all, thank you, and uh, thanks for the welcome on to the podcast. I know you've been doing Cinemarbles for a minute. I mean, you've been having it go for your Instagram and stuff for at least a couple months, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think a few more months, it'll be like a year since I've started it. Wow, so you're really yeah, you've been really putting some work into it, and it's it's awesome. But yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to do this podcast and talk all things movies. But and you know, with movies and TV shows being such a big thing, especially with the COVID year, um, I feel like it's going to be. I don't know. I don't want to say I'm getting used to how things are being, <laughs> but I I feel like it's not going to be like like you know how like when we first started thing, seeing things on TV and like there was no audience or it was all remote it's starting to not feel weird anymore and and i don't like that so i, I, I completely agree <laughs> i i don't like it but yeah so i really i, I don't think it's going to be much different what i'm what i'm expecting from it like if i have to make like a, a prediction of what it's going to be i have a gut feeling that um I have a gut feeling that they're going to probably give the awards. They're going to have someone walk out, you know, do the same thing, probably on the same stage that it would have been. And then I think when like the people, the nominees are not going to be there, I think they'll be at their houses and then you'll get like the, the split boxes of how they're going to be like at home or something. Mm -hmm. And then whoever wins will just give a speech from home, which I think is nah. the more that I talk about it, it's going to be very weird, but <laughs> it's going to be a big zoom call. It's going to be so weird, but you know, you gotta, you gotta take safe precautions cautions and uh you know whatever but i think it's gonna be uh it's still gonna be interesting and i actually i wasn't very excited for it until i really started watching the shows and we have we have a lot to talk about joel it's gonna be so fun yeah it honestly it's not the best year for like movies i mean for tv i guess because that's all you always watch tv at home but like especially for movies since like a lot of movies been pushed back like to this year or even beyond that and then theaters have been closed so it's been really hard yeah. to see all these movies yeah so yeah it's gonna be i don't know it's not i don't feel like at least in the movies it's not as stacked as it has been in previous years no and i actually really think uh, i'd say there's like one movie that i think if it was in the ca the category last year and we'll get to these movies too but I believe that there's one movie in the uh, the Golden Globes this year that if it was in the the running last year, I don't know if it would win. And I think from seeing that, I think that you're right. I think that the competition this year is a little, I don't want to say weak because I watched a lot of this stuff. And I believe that there's a lot of good um, art out there. But I don't know. It, it's just, it is. It's a, it's a weak year this year. Mm, yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start with... Uh 
the TV series. Um, and disclaimer, I haven't personally watched a great deal of these shows. Um, I've seen a few of them, but I'm going to probably be a little biased with some of them <laughs> since I've seen, I haven't <laughs> seen some of them. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, for, so the first one we can talk about is, uh, best drama series. Um, looks like the crown Lovecraft country, the Mandalorian Ozark and ratchet are all up this year for best drama series. Yeah, and you know what? I actually like a lot of them. So I started The Crown, because this is take number two. We, we tried recording this, and the, the audio wasn't <laughs> doing so hot. So hopefully this one works. Um, we talked about it last week. The Crown, which, if you guys don't know, it takes place in the, the life and the behind the scenes of the royal family in England. Um, so you kind of got to, I think you kind of have to like that a little bit, like that background to enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do. I love everything about England. I've, I've always loved England. So I started watching the show and, and the acting in it. I think the storyline didn't really keep me going, but the acting in this show is unbelievable. The production, the directing, everything about the show is very high quality. And I think it's awesome. So I, I think that this one's got a big chance. I, I love um, Lovecraft Country. I think it's OK. I watched I dabbled in it a little bit. Um, the Mandalorian is awesome. I mean, come on. If you're, if yeah. you're a Star Wars <laughs> fan, if you're a star, even if you're not a Star Wars fan i mean that is such a good show um ozark I, I, we talked about this before i think it's kind of like a breaking bad spinoff in a way um there's a lot of similarities that we can that we can pinpoint maybe in another show if we ever talk about shows again but um i, I don't know I, I feel like it's kind of a spinoff very good very very good but i just don't think it's original and i think that uh most winners are usually original and then ratchet i'm not really sure about i did uh, i looked it up i know what it's about um, but I haven't really dabbled into watching the show yet. It really didn't just, it's not one of those shows that catch my interest. Um, so I don't really have much to talk about that, but I really don't think that's even in the mar- or in the, the running right now. I think uh, Mandalorian and Ozark and possibly The Crown, I think those three are the, the ones competing for this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was with Ratchet. I was really surprised when I saw that was uh, nominated because I started watching it and didn't even complete. Uh, I watched maybe like three or four episodes and I couldn't get through it. Uh, I I agree. Uh, I think The Crown is definitely going to win this year. I know it's been that and Ozark have been nominated multiple years, and I think I really think it's The Crown's year this year. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. Like I said, The Mandalorian, like we talked about, I feel like it's on Disney Plus, so I'm sure there's a ton of people. Like if I look it up, I'm sure there's a ton of people that watch Disney Plus. But I think Netflix has the bigger audience, and because of that, I think more people watch. Um, Ozark, I think it's a more popular show. Jason Bateman is in it, big name. Um, Laura Linney is in it; she's another big name. So mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. Th- those two, I think, are going to be a huge toss-up. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be. I think it's going to be between those two. But uh, for me, it's definitely the Crown. Just feels more like a show the Golden Globes would love more. Yeah. Uh, I guess moving on, uh, the best musical comedy series now, uh, we have Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, and then Ted Lasso. Uh, what do you think is going to win in that category? So we talked about this last week, and I think that um, I, I talked about Ted Lasso, and I talked about Schitt's Creek, and I made Joel... When I say this, I made a huge mistake. I just started watching this show a couple days ago, The Flight Attendant. 
It is awesome. Really? It, it's unbelievable. Yes, I am so hooked. I'm about maybe two or three episodes in, and I am absolutely hooked. I'm, I'm going to watch some more tonight because I love it. It's on HBO Max, so if you have access to that, please give it a watch. Um, I'm giving this one number one. I think that this one is a solid winner. I think it's a new show. It's fresh. It's filmed differently. They hit every single category they have to hit for the requirements to be a winner. Um, I think this show is going to get it. If I have to give a second runner up, I think Shit's Creek only because of the popularity that that show gets. Me mm-hmm. personally, I, I don't watch it. I don't like it. Um, but I know it's popular, and I know Ted Lasso is also very hilarious. I, I dabbled in, in that a little bit. I like soccer, so I like the soccer-themed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those three, I think, are great. Yeah, I haven't seen The Flight Attendant. I've seen, I have HBO Max, and I've seen it advertised. It's always like right on the front page. Yeah, I'll have to definitely have to check that out. Um, I think Shit's Creek, too. It's just, it's like the big TV show this year. It just ended, didn't it? It did. It, it did just come to an end. I, I, like I said, I dabbled in it. I watched about five episodes, and it didn't, it didn't uh, spark my interest. And I'm the kind of person that, like, if I watch a show, especially if I start it late at night, it's it's like a curse. If I watch a show and I love it, I will be addicted. I'll stay up until five in the morning and watch seven episodes. So, if a show doesn't do that for me, then I know it's just not not me. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the same. Um, and then moving on to best limited series um so i think it kind it might be a runaway here with the queen's gambit but then there's also normal people small acts the undoing and unorthodox i just started watching the undoing and it's a really good show it has um nicole kidman and uh hugh grant they were they were both nominated this year too um i think that i think it has maybe a chance of winning but i think the the queen's gambit that was one of the most popular shows of the year and for good reason yeah, I uh, I have to agree with you. I, I looked at the undoing, um, just looking at it from a um, from a like a award standpoint. It got a seventy seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes and a seven point four out of ten on IMDb ratings, um, which isn't very high. If you look mm-hmm. over even at Flight Attendant, Flight Attendant got like a ninety eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes. So if you're just comparing the show, um, the reason I bring that up is I feel like. When you look at stuff like that, that kind of gives you a little bit of indication on who's going to win. Um, I know we mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit, but I feel like with this category, the Queen's Gambit, I think that one's a top runner. But I also think that it's the acting, 100%. And don't get me wrong, Hugh Grant is great. Um, Nicole Kimmon is great. It's a great cast. But yeah. I just feel like w- when you see a show or a movie and you see the characters really flow together, like we bring up Breaking Bad all the time, right? You look at Brian Cranston, you look at Aaron Paul, you you see the chemistry that those two had together. And then you get the supporting cast, you get the Hanks, you get the, the Marie's, you know? You see those people all put into that show. That's what made the show. When I watch The Undoing, I'm not convinced with the characters, right? Like I'm, I'm not like convinced with the chemistry of the characters, and I think that takes away from the show. I think the idea is great. Again, if we're talking about originalness, I don't think it's that original. Um, so I, I can don't see think that, yeah. The Undoing's. I, I don't think The Undoing's going to get it. I 100% believe that The Queen's Gambit is going to take this one just because of the originalness of it. Um, I mean, everyone loves a good chess game, and the acting in it is un- it's it's you know second to none. Yeah, I really do believe it's going to be Queen's Gambit and uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's year. She also has two nominations. Um, yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy. She's having herself a year, huh? 
Yeah, that actually leads into the next category is uh, Best Actress in Limited Series. Uh, yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy, Queen's Gambit right there. Um, also Nicole Kidman for The Undoing. Uh, I thought she I thought she was pretty good in it. Um, and then also Daisy Edgar-Jones for Normal People. I haven't seen Normal People. Uh, I haven't seen Miss, Mrs. America either with Kate Blanchett. She's also nominated. Uh, do you think that's Anya Taylor-Joy all the way? I, I do think Anya Taylor-Joy is going to get this one. I think she... I don't know. She's just been in a lot of stuff. The first thing that I saw her in, and I think that we were talking about this too, is Split. Uh, yeah. I thought she was unbelievable in Split. I, and I thought the movie was great. And I think that's where she really got her name out there and her face out there. And uh, But look at that. I mean, look at that, that group that she's got with her. She's got Nicole Kidman, like you said, unbelievable actress. you got Daisy Edgar. Uh, who's Kate making Blanchett, push. too. Kate Blanchett's making a push. It's a great it's a great list, but I'm going to have to go with Anya Taylor-Joy here. Yeah, same with me. Um, and then also on the other side of that, her best actor in a limited series. Um, big, two big fans here of Brian Cranston. Uh, this one's for Your Honor. Um, also, Jeff Daniels for The Comey Rule. Uh, Hugh Grant for The Undoing. Ethan Hawke, Good Lord Bird. And then Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Is Much. I Know This Much Is True. That's also on HBO Max. Um, I don't know. I don't know about this one. I've only seen The Undoing out of these five. Um, so I, I kind of have a bias for Hugh Grant. But uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts, too. So I usually have a biasness towards Brian Cranston, um, just because he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. And he's ever he's been ever since Breaking Bad. Um, I know he was in Malcolm in the Middle. I know that kind of got his uh, his acting career kind of took off with that show, because I was reading about him as well. And he, you know, it took him a long time to really get noticed. I'd say probably like twenty or thirty years, from what I read, um, for him to really get his big break. And ever since that, he's taken off. Um, but I watched the show Your Honor. I watched the first episode, and I didn't like Brian Cranston. I did not like the way that he acted in that first episode. And I, I heard he gets better. That's what the rumor is. I heard he gets better as they go along. So I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna keep watching the show. You know, I'm, I'm watching that in Flight Ten. I'm watching like eight different shows plus all the movies. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of all scattered around Lots to watch. <laughs> but um, but we'll see. We'll see if he gets better. I'm not gonna give it to him on this one. Um, Jeff Jeff Daniels. He's a good actor. I, I don't think he gets this one. Um, I did say Hugh Grant in our last episode that we talked about. I actually am going to change that. I I believe Ethan Hawke in The Good Lord Bird. I think that one is a good enough performance to get him an award in this category. Okay. Uh, yeah. What's uh, Do you know what um, streaming service that's on? Or is that on TV? Um, the Good L- Lord Bird is... No, I believe it is on a streaming service. Um, let's see. It I don't think I've heard of it until now, until I saw the the nominations. I mean, this one got a this one got a ninety eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes as well. Uh, this one might be on TV actually. I don't know where I saw it. I I did see it. Oh no, it's on. That's what it's on. It's on Amazon Prime Video. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's what I saw it on. So I, I did uh, a couple episodes of that. But Ethan Hawke, like I said, I think he's he's really good in it. I mean, he's good in general, but I just think he he uh, he acts pretty well in this show. So I think he's going to take this category for sure. Um, yeah, moving on to best actress in a drama series, we have um, last year's winner Olivia Coleman for her portrayal as Queen Elizabeth in The Crown. Um, Jodie Cormer, I think that's 
don't know if I'm her pronouncing her last name right, and uh, Killing Eve, uh, Emma Corrin in The Crown also, Laura Linney in Ozark, talked about her a second ago, and then uh, Sarah Paulson in Ratched. Uh, I think Olivia Coleman again for The Crown, uh, second year straight. What do you think? I wouldn't hate to see that, and I think it's a strong possibility, but I'm going to have to give this one to Laura Linney from Ozarks. I think she makes that show. I think she's actually the best. If you're going to categorize them together, I'm not going to say actress or actor. I'm just going to say best actor and categorize them both as that. Um, I think she's the best mm-hmm. actor in that show. Um, so because of that, I think she deserves it. But I do think it, that sh- that uh, award is going to go to someone in the crown um on the crown show so i I think olivia coleman or emma corin have a very good shot at that yeah uh, olivia coleman uh she's also same with anya taylor joy she's nominated for um best actress in a movie i think too uh, yeah she is she is yeah um and speaking of ozark on the opposite side do you think jason bateman's gonna win best actor he was nominated (laughs) uh the past two, uh, I saw like the past three years, he's been nominated for Ozark and didn't win. He's I up against Bob so. Kirk this year. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, I really don't. And the reason I don't think so is because Jason Bateman, he's Jason Bateman. Anything you watch him in, he is Jason Bateman. You are going to get the same exact performance, <laughs> whether it's Horrible Bosses, whether it's, you know, Ozark, whatever it is, you're going to get Jason Bateman. And because of that, I don't believe he deserves uh, an award for that. Um, looking yeah, at Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Look at Bob Odenkirk. That I, and but see, it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing with Bob Odenkirk because he's pretty much playing. I mean, he is. It's not pretty much. He's playing the character that he played in Breaking Bad. Now, I don't know about this. Maybe you can school me on this. Did Bob Odenkirk win any awards for his role in Breaking Bad, like any supporting uh, roles or anything? Uh, that I'm not sure about. Um, because I would love to know that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Because, uh, no, he didn't. I believe he didn't because I think Aaron Paul won supporting actor um, for Breaking Bad. So I believe he did not. So it would be awesome to see him get an award. He's definitely deserving of one. Um, And I was actually doing my research on this. So if an actor is from television, so the way that the acting world, maybe you already know this, but for the fans out there listening, an actor, a film actor, the best that they can do if you want to see someone on the top is when they're in movies so if you see like a high profiled person do a tv show and it's not it's not on like a streaming service like hbo or something like that or hulu or netflix then just know that that actor is struggling <laughs> because <laughs> I, I i no i swear to god i did research that if you're a top name profile and like let's say shia labeouf right or and you haven't been in a you haven't starred in a movie in years and then you start seeing them do TV you know that t- they look actually actors look down on TV like TV is like where you get your starting point from so like let's say you do like a TV show like like Will Smith right he did the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and he was one of the people that decided hey like I'm done with this like let's cancel it the show ran its course it's a great show yeah. but I want to move on to better things so and, and I never knew this this is actually kind of crazy because I thought that it all kind of worked together but it does kind of makes sense that the high profile actors want to be in actresses want to be in movies and they get paid less obviously for tv shows so the reason i say this is because brian cranston or not brian cranston um bob odenkirk 
I feel like started in TV, started in TV, started in t- TV, does not have any awards, and now he's got that new movie coming out. So he's really making a name for himself. He's the star in Better Call Saul. He's put in such a good performance, and I, I just think he deserves it on this one. I don't think he's going to get it, though. I don't, and, and I think it's strictly because of the Academy. I think it's strictly because of politics that he's not going to get it, but I think he so well deserves this one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, especially like against Al Pacino. I mean, I don't think Hunters is very good. I think he's pretty much there for star power alone. I don't think the show is very good, but I think his performance is good. I mean, it is Al Pacino. <laughs> and that, that's the thing. And, and I think that it sucks because I think when a show isn't good, I don't really blame the actors, I blame the writers. And I think that's the problem with that show. I don't think it's the acting. Mm hmm. Um, so moving on to best actress in a comedy, I think this is the last, um, our last series award nominations we're going to talk about. Yeah. Best actress in a comedy, best actor in a comedy musical. Uh, looks like we have Lily Collins for Emily in Paris, uh, Kaylee Cuoco, the flight attendant, Elle Fanning and the great, uh, Jane Levy and Zoe's extraordinary playlist. And then Catherine O'Hara in Schitt's Creek. Um, I mean, you've had good things to say about Kaylee Cuoco uh, for Flight Attendant. Do you think she's going to win? <sighs> this this one's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I am going to have to go with her. I think she she nails it. I think she nails that role or that role that she has in that show. Um, but I also think Catherine O'Hara is very good, and I think Jane Levy's good. So I think those those three would be my uh, my main, but I do believe that uh, Kaylee takes this one. Um, actually, I think she's going to take it with a landslide. I think she gets it. I don't think it's up for question. I think she deserves it. Yeah, she is one of the probably, maybe besides uh, Elle Fanning, uh, the biggest name, at least on that, in those nominations. I've heard the good I've things w- about uh, Lily Collins, too, and Emily in Paris. Have you seen Kaylee? Um, have you seen her in a movie before? Uh, I don't think so. It was no. not memorable. I, I don't think I've seen her star in a movie. I think she's she's strictly TV so far. Which I mean, power all power to her because if you want to go and do some research, the uh, the Big Bang Theory cast is the highest paid TV show ever. <laughs> yeah, so she, I can see that. So she's doing okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's got her like she's a lead in the show now too. Yeah. Um, and then moving on, the last series category is uh, Best Actor in a Musical Comedy. We have uh, Don Cheadle for Black Monday, uh, Nicholas Holt for The Greats, uh, Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek, Jason Sudeikis for Ted, Ted Lasso, and then uh, Rami Youssef for Rami. And he actually won last year for Best um, Best Actor in a Comedy Series. I know it's on, H- it's on uh, Hulu right now. Uh, I think it's a Hulu original. And um, it's also an A24 movie, and I know, uh, not a movie, but a TV series. And they, they also made uh, Euphoria, too. I haven't seen Rami, but I've only heard good things about it. I, I do want to look into Rami and give that one a shot, because you're right, he did win it. Um, but it, again, like we said before, I, I don't think it's going to be a repeat. I think, uh, I think Don Cheadle gets this one. Um, I thought he was unbelievable in Hotel Rwanda. I think he's unbelievable in all the Marvel movies. Um, and he's just as good in, in Black Monday. And I think he's going to take this award with ease. Yeah, I haven't seen Black Monday. In fact, I think I've only seen uh, Shit's Creek. 
on this list, so I really don't have any any, any say in this. Um, uh, I mean, Black Monday's good. It's uh, it takes play. It's good. I I feel like it could be better. I'll say that. I feel like it could be better. I don't think it's the actor's fault. I think it's just the way the director shoots it. It's kind of it's hard to explain. It's something that you got to watch and just kind of. I mean, maybe maybe it's your style. You know what it kind of reminds me of, and it, obviously not in the same context. But you know how movies started doing um, handheld cameras. So like, if you watch like Cloverfield or something like that, like you see yeah. like the hand. That's what like the director kind of went a route with that. Now it's not handheld shot, but like you know how like that kinda was like different and like. No, no, no. It has not. That's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with like how it's shot. I'm just saying like, you know how like that was a different route that directors started going and some people liked it and some people didn't. That's mm-hmm. kind of how like this show is, like is shot. Like it's a, it's a little different and it's for some people and it's for some others. And it's not really for me. I got you. John Don Cheeto is an amazing actor, though. I will give him. Oh, that. he's awesome. He's awesome. I would love to see him win an award, too. I think he will. Um, yeah, let's hope. I mean, I. Um, yeah, I, I, I would, I would hope Don Cheadle would win. Um, I'm a fan of Jason Sudeikis too, but I don't have Apple TV, so I haven't seen Ted Lasso either. He's he's good, and obviously he's a good actor. He's good in that show, um, but I don't believe he's good enough to carry that show along to get him an award maybe maybe we're, we're all stunned but i just don't believe he's going to carry that one along oh yeah there's a good show though i definitely <laughs> i definitely recommend that sh- i definitely recommend that show like it's it's a good show it's funny um but i'm i'm actually surprised that it's getting awards to be honest or not yeah there's a lot of surprises say. this year for what they nominated which we'll get into uh once we get to uh the movie uh, for best supporting actor with uh, what's his face? I can't remember his name now. Are you uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Yes, Jared Leto. Uh, but He's yeah, I guess we'll get into movies now. Bird. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm let's just talk it. about that actually, because um, that was really odd to me that he got. It was really odd that he got um, nominated because I haven't heard good things about the little things. It was actually one of the worst movies I've probably seen in a long time. And I'm not trying to be dramatic here. It was so bad. Um, Denzel Washington is obviously good in anything he does. And his performance was decent. But Rami Malek, I think he's a very talented actor. He was one of the best. He played Queen unbelievably Mm -hmm. um, in in that movie. But not not Queen, but he played... What's the name Uh, of the main guy? Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, there you go. He played him perfectly. I think he was the worst cop I may have ever seen. And I know he was in the movie. He's like a trainee cop. I think that might have something to do with it. Maybe. Um, But yeah, I thought his acting was brutal. I thought they, Jared Leto did not make the movie scene early enough. I think it took about like 45 minutes for him to even get like a line in. Um, But he's a method actor. So I could only imagine what he's like on the screen or like behind the scenes of the show. Because I know he's Yeah, I've heard. I've heard horror stories. I know when he played the Joker, he was playing pranks on. Yeah, he was nuts. (laughs) I heard he he scared him. I heard a lot of people were like terrified of him when he was filming. Yeah, I would be too. He he looks like a scary guy in certain Oh, he's insane. He's insane. (laughs) 
but yeah I don't know that movie just it doesn't do it for me it, it didn't do it for me I don't believe it deserves an award I think that the the storyline the way it ends and again this is a spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it yet um, but I believe it just it was not good it was not something that I that I see award worthy I think it's more the cast that was in it that got it the the credit it has right now but from a storyline standpoint I didn't think it was very good at all I agree. Um, I think uh, the other people nominated for that are um, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. I think he's going to win that. Um, there's also Sasha Baron Cohen for uh, Trial of Chicago 7, uh, Bill Murray for On the Rocks, and then Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. I think it's, for me, I absolutely love Daniel Kaluuya and Judas and the Black Messiah. I think, um, I think he's got to win it. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya was good. The only thing that about his character, and I, it, it takes a minute for me to really digest movies because I'm really hard on movies. I think it's because it's something that I want to obviously go into. So mm-hmm. I dissect them like heavily, like even when I'm watching the movie, I'll dissect them. And I think that because I do that, it takes me a second to really digest it and, and go like, you know what? It's a good movie. It's a bad movie. I thought his acting when I first saw the movie. So I actually saw this movie in theaters and then I watched it at home on HBO Max. When I saw it in theaters, I didn't think it was very good. Um, I didn't think his acting was very good. I wasn't convinced. But then when I took the 15 minute car ride home and I thought about what his character was supposed to be, he was supposed to be like a nervous guy. He was supposed to act like he was kind of dorky, you know, because he wasn't a cop and he was, you know, doing things behind these people's back. And I kind of understood that. And then I watched a couple interviews with him. And then I watched the movie again on HBO Max at home. And I had like a totally different view of his role. And, you know, talking about this, I think Jared Leto did very good. But I think because the Judas and the Black Messiah movie was better as a whole, I think Daniel's going to get this one. Yeah, I'm also surprised that um, Lakeith Stanfield wasn't nominated with him. Um, yeah, that, that is very surprising. I think he does get uh, an Oscar nomination, though. Yeah, I think they both do. They're both incredible. Um, on the opposite, on the opposite side, in the supporting role for actresses, um, this one's kind of hard for me. Uh, there's Glenn Close for *Hillbilly Elegy*, um, Olivia Coleman for *The Father*, Jodie Foster for *The Maurita- Mauritanian*, um, Amanda Seyfried for *Mank*, and then. Uh, Helena Zangle for News of the World. She's only like, she looks like she's only like 10 years old and she's getting nominated for uh, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress at least. That's pretty crazy. But um, that, that uh, is very this insane. one's hard for me. I I just watched um, Jodie Foster in that, uh, in that movie over the weekend. She was very good. Um, I think she's good in everything, but she was she was significantly better in this one than she, than I've seen her in the past. Olivia Coleman in The Father, very good. Um, I have not seen Mank. That is actually on my list for tonight. And Glenn Close, I think, is going to take this one. I think she deserves it. Her performance in Hillbilly Elegy, or Elegy was very, very good. And, I mean, her, every one of them, dude. Amy Adams was very good. Um, just the whole cast in general. The story... 
but and maybe maybe you can help me with this i've kind of noticed with netflix is i feel like they stack like one or two of the actors and actresses like they get two known people in there and then they have a supporting cast of kind of unknown people and i don't know if they do that to keep budget at a certain level <laughs> spoil their but budget it, on a couple of actors. yeah like, you know what i mean but it, but it does work i mean if you really look at the top netflix shows right like I mean, I guess what was the one? Thirteen Reasons Why there really wasn't any known actors in that one, and it worked. Um, if you look at Ozark, like you had Jason Bateman and and uh, and Laura, Lori Linney or whatever. So those those are your two big names right there. Um, I'm trying to think of another big one that was on Netflix. <sighs> Obviously, um, what's like a big original? Oh, The Hitmen. Didn't The Hitmen have um, what's his name? You get the point. It had Rockwell and, and a couple other people. But yeah, you get the point. You, you, you get a couple main actors in there, like one or two big names, and then you kind of support it with a smaller cast. And, and it has been working for Netflix. Same with this. I think Glenn Close and Amy Adams, just unbelievable performance. I think Glenn Close is going to get this one. I, I, I think it's well-deserved as well. I haven't I haven't seen a Hillbill Elegy yet. It's one of the few movies on, on here that I haven't seen that I could actually see. So I'll, I'll definitely have to check that one out. Before um, definitely before the uh, Golden Globes, I would check it out on Netflix. Oh, absolutely. Um, so let's move on to uh, best actor in a drama. Um, we have Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, uh, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey, the late Chadwick Boseman, um, Anthony Hopkins for The Father. He's always good in everything he's in. Uh, Gary Oldman in Mank, and then Tahar Rahim in uh, The Mauritanian. Uh, I think I got to give it to Chadwick Boseman for the the posthumous award. I mean, he was he was electric in Ma Rainey, Black Bottom. Um, he always, whenever he was on the screen, he was always he always like I don't know. He made the movie feel so much, so I guess so much better. Um, yeah, he's just he brings so much energy when he's on on the screen. No, he did. He 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 did. And and, and with every project that he's ever done. You know he's he's given everything he's had, and he's been a great actor. And it's sad that he's not around anymore. But I I don't want to say that he's going to get this award because because he did pass away. Um, I I solely think he's going to get this award because of his performance. And I think uh, I think out of all the performances in this in this in this award show, I think his might have been one of the best. Um, and, and that's not taking away from anybody else that's in this these categories or you know in TV or whatever. But I think you know there's just something about his acting, and maybe I'm a little biased. Maybe it's because I know he was sick while he acted in this movie, and I think with that's the, true, yeah. the with the illness that he had and the conditions that he was under, to still put a performance like that on, like on a big screen, man. I I don't know. I I just think he deserves it. Yeah, and this is a really. Uh, for this year, it's a very stacked category, best actor for drama. For sure. It really is. It is. Um, so, yeah, let's move to best actress in a drama now. Um, Viola Davis for Marini's Black Bottom. Um, she was really good, too. Um, there's also uh, Andre Day, I think, for um, United States versus Billie Holiday. I haven't seen that yet. I can't. don't know where that's... Um, don't know where you can view that currently um vanessa kirby for pieces of a woman francis mcdormand for nomadland and then uh carrie mulligan for uh promising young woman i just watched um nomadland and 
Uh, I think I think Francis McDormand could win this. Um, what do you think? Uh, this one is a tough one for me. I think Viola Davis is going to get it for My Rainey's Black Bottom only because I thought the movie was very good. Um, I think she's also the biggest name. On. Actually, no, she's not. Never mind. I, Francis McDormand's pretty good, too. I actually just watched Nomadland. Um, What'd you think? Last night? Uh, I don't recommend it personally for me. Um, I do think that... It, I mean, I, it takes place... I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, but, it, I mean, it literally takes place with what the title says. I mean, she's a nomad. And I believe she loses her job because of the recession. And she's traveling around. And it's very very slow a lot of yeah, talking scenes a lot of talking scenes um but she's very good you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of her performance in three billboards um she was very good in that and she really she, like really down to earth very real didn't yeah, really feel like a movie more like a kind of like a documentary yeah it did there you go that's what i was looking for it, it, it seemed real and and the effects that the director put on it in the editing room i thought was cool um the way it was shot um but her acting yeah i think she kind of reminded me of the way she acted in three billboards and i think it was more of that serious role i think she plays it very well and uh i think she's i think it's going to go to viola davis but if it doesn't i can definitely see it going to francis mm-hmm. i agree um and then on but the other side I also that, I also didn't pay the twenty dollars to see a promising young woman, so this is a tough subject because that movie I've seen the trailer like six times and it looks very very good. So one of the before the Golden Globes, I am probably going to pay for it and watch it. I've been trying to uh, like I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I've been trying to illegally stream it um, somewhere, <laughs> but I I can't find it anywhere, and I don't want to I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin the movie by watching you know like you get the guys that are watching it and they got they got the cameras on their hats and they're coughing and eating popcorn like i don't, I don't want to watch it i don't want to watch a movie like that so i'll probably yeah. just end up you know sucking it up and paying the money to see it yeah i i really want to see it so hopefully it maybe like goes down from 20 dollars soon or i'll end up just caving in and yeah i think, I think showing it's, out the 20 dollars. I, I think you got to do it i think it's gonna be 20 bucks from now until at least a couple months I mean that's depending. Yeah, it, right. it depends if you really want to watch. I usually for the Golden Globes and for the Oscars, I usually pick the the category that I love the most, and then I'll watch every single thing in that category, even if the movie doesn't seem like it's my style. Yeah, especially for like Best Picture, I want to see like everything there is. Do you remember from years back? Like I know we're kind of jumping around, but do you remember from years back? Do you remember the movie Moonlight? Yeah, that actually, um, that won both Golden Globe uh, for best best drama, then also uh, best Oscar too for best picture. Yeah. How did you like that movie? Um, it's a very beautiful film. I I'm a big fan of Barry Jenkins, uh, the director. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did a paper about him uh, for one of my finals uh, this past year. Um. It's an A twenty four movie too. I mean, I love A twenty four movies. I think they make they always like they always make great movies. Yeah, they do. You know who makes really? <laughs> you know who makes the best movies though is the um, it's the something how Blumhouse. Blumhouse makes great. Blumhouse. Movies. <laughs> they make they good movies. They like do. every horror movie. Yeah, but they've been really pushing. There's actually a lot of movies that I bet um, you wouldn't know that they did. 
Um, and I can actually name them off for you right now. Didn't they make you, uh, Get Out? Didn't they? They did. They made they, they they make like the good horror movies. Like they're like the horror movies that you wouldn't um, really expect to be horror movies. Like okay, they made Halloween. Obviously, they made Ma. They made Fantasy Island, which I have not gotten to see, but I do want to see that. Um, Happy Death Day, Us. Um, things like that. The Invisible Man, that's the one I was thinking of. They they make movies like that. So like would you consider the Invisible Man like a scary movie? I would. Um it's not um like not a horror movie like we would see today. Like more that's more not like, they're like anything like yeah, that. It's more they're, they're thriller like their own style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. They're thrillers, and I think that's why I love Blumhouse because they they have very good movies. I'm I'm really surprised. Um, Glass, in, Glass was um, one. Paranormal Activity was one. Uh, Black Klansman. Black Klansman was one of them. Um, yeah, they made all these movies. So it's that's what I'm saying. It's not just thrillers. They made Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's what I'm saying. They they do like thriller and then they do some wild stuff like that. Pretty yeah, sure they're definitely they like one of the bigger uh, production companies nowadays. Oh, they're my favorite. But yeah, going um, back, so, we were talking. <laughs> we're kind of <laughs> talking about the Golden Gloves. <laughs> um, what was the next? Uh, the best actress for um, musical or comedy. Um, so I think um, where did it come? Lost my notes here. Talking about Blumhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, Maria uh, Balk- Bakalova for Borat. Uh, Kate Hudson for music. I don't even think music's out yet. It's not. So I don't know how. It's, yeah, it's not. I don't, yeah, I'm sure uh, they've Michelle seen Pfeiffer, it. But yeah, that's true. But I was really surprised by that. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit, uh, Rosamund Pike for I Care a Lot. That ju- literally just came out like two days ago. It's. Then, I, oh have you seen it? God, I yes, I just watched it and finished it yesterday. It's one of the weirdest movies of all time. It's so good. Don't get me wrong. And it, it reminds me, have you ever seen Gone Girl? It's like the same style as Gone yes. Girl. And she's I, in I it. love Gone like Girl. She's, yeah, she, and she's in Gone Girl, um, which makes sense. But it's the same style, very different, has a very wild twist, and I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. If you're going to watch anything tonight, I'd watch that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it just came out a couple days ago, so yeah, I haven't seen it yet. That's definitely one on my list before the Golden Globes. I mean, also, uh, running out the nominations there is Anya Taylor-Joy again for Emma. Um, that's a tough call for Best Actress in a Comedy. Um, I'd, I might give it to... I'm not giving it to Kate Hudson, because uh, I think music was made by the... the, um, the singer uh, Sia... And I've really? heard it's been. I think that movie's um, pretty controversial. That I've seen uh, like on social music? media. Yeah, I couldn't tell you why it was controversial, but I've heard bad things about it. It got really low ratings. Yeah, it's got Kate Hudson, Medi Ziegler. It was a story by Sia. Yeah. It had a budget of about $16 million, and it comes out... Uh, oh, I know. It came out February 12th, right? Oh, really? Yeah. That, and it's on... Let's see which streaming platform it's on. Um, it's got to be like a Hulu, right? I, I, would, I would assume it's a Hulu. 
I've barely heard about this movie. <laughs> it's also nominated for Best Picture, too, uh, for really? Comedy Musical. I'm really... It was a head-scratcher. Watch it's going to win, too. <laughs> it probably will, yeah. I'm reading the first thing I see one day ago from the Pit News. It says, the review, Sia's movie music is a disgrace. <laughs> So, and then it gets nominated, like for at least two, at least two Golden Globes this year. Well, there's some people backing it up though, which are going back and forth. Um, people think that this is like a movie that shows music through its soul. So you know, maybe it's one of those movies that the the average person doesn't understand, but the the music lover or movie lover, whatever you know, might have. It is a musical, t- I assume. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it is a musical, but I'm, I think it has a deeper rooted meaning. And maybe if you're not into music, like the hardcore music buffs out there are, and I'm not just saying listening to it, like really knowing music, reading music, and all that. Maybe maybe it's different. I don't know. I'm gonna have to definitely. I mean, yeah, it was made by an artist, so yeah. I've heard literally nothing about this. But um, I'm gonna have to definitely give that one a shot. Oh, uh, I think the last before we get to the big three uh, best. Uh, picture winners um, would be uh, best actor in a comedy or musical. Uh, we have Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat subsequent movie film, uh, James Corden for The Prom, Lynn Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, uh, Dev Patel for Personal History of David Copperfield, and then Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. Uh, have you seen Palm Springs? I really I saw it uh, like a week or two ago, and I really loved it. I have not seen it yet. It's on Hulu right now. Um, it's a it's a romantic kind of movie, but it has a big twist, kind of like fantasy sci-fi. Uh, but Andy Samberg's really funny. He is very funny. I think he's very underrated, too. Yeah, his production company, uh, The Lonely Island, I think they made this, they produced this movie, too. Did uh, they? So it definitely has that feel uh, that most of his other movies have, too. Yeah, it does. Wow, I didn't even you wouldn't know what I actually did not know he was a Golden Globe winner or Golden Globe award winner, and he's also a primetime Emmy award winner. I did not know that. He's good. I I love Andy Samberg. What do you think his biggest thing was? His, his um, music I think Brooklyn Nine Nine. But you don't think his music is bigger? Like his music videos with T Pain and all that. Uh, his music videos are pretty funny. Um, They're hilarious. I can't believe he's 42 but, uh, years old. Since he went on like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, though, that shows. Um, I assume that's won a lot of Emmys. I don't pay <laughs> if, too much attention to the Emmys. If you Google Andy Samberg, his, under his height, it goes 5 feet 10 inches. And then in parentheses, it goes same as Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. He's been married since 2013. Yeah, this one, this category, I, I, I'm going to shoot from the hip on. I'm going to have to give it to Andy Samberg. I, I haven't really given this category a lot of thought. Um, oh, Miranda is always in the running too. Uh, Hamilton is, yeah, uh, one of the most popular. And I, I might make people a little upset here. I don't believe Hamilton deserves to be here, and the reason I say that is because it's completely different acting. Like, how do you like? I get that it, that it's filmed, right? But it's still a musical and it's still a theater play. So how can you compare acting in a theater play to a film actor, right? I, maybe maybe it's just me. I mean, I can I can see your I can see where you're getting at. Um, it's more just um, kind of like a rockumentary. 
Yeah. Where it, it's just filmed. They just filmed the... Uh, they literally just filmed the performance. So, I, I don't... Still really it, good, though. It's very good. And it's actually one... I think it's one of the biggest, if not... Um, what was that witch one called? Bewitched, right? Or Wicked or something? If yeah, it, Wicked. I, it's either Wicked or Hamilton, I believe. Because Wicked used to be in Chicago. I believe those two are fighting for the number one spot in Chicago, which, and, and I mean, like the number one ranked um, theater in Chicago. If, unless it is already Hamilton, um, I, I do know that those were like the two big ones in Chicago. I think Wicked's in like Florida or like New York now, but um, they definitely competed. So if it, I don't know, I, I hear a lot of good things about it. Um, I just, I, I watched it for a little bit and I, I just, I lost interest. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but. Again, that's just my taste. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it nears three hours too, so that could be also be why. Um, so let's move on. We have a couple more left. Uh, I want to talk about. Oh, let's before we get to that, let's talk about um the animated movies. Um, I think we both agreed that Soul is probably going to win this year. It's up against the uh, Crudes, the New Age, uh, Onward another Pixar movie and then over the moon and wolf walkers, but it's got to go to soul. you right. I believe so. Um, I think the crudes is also very funny. I saw that in theater. So I think it gave it an extra boost. I saw soul and onward at home. Um, I, I am a big, I am kind of a nerd when it comes to this stuff. I've always been a big Pixar person. I've always wanted to work for Pixar. I don't know if you knew that, but I've, I've always wanted um, to intern for, for Disney Pixar. I mean, that'd be up, awesome. Oh, I would love to imagine that. Right. But so I love it. I I love these kind of movies. I know they're they're technically for little kids, but I feel like there's a deeper meaning in these movies. And um, because of that, Soul. I know a lot of like little kids did not understand the meaning behind Soul. Um, but the meaning behind Soul, I think, was uh, and we talked about this before too. I believe that it was one of the best motion motion picture storylines that I've ever seen. And, and, and there's been a lot. I mean, think about all the Disney Pixar's out there. But I think this one kind of touched me the most. I don't know if it's just because of like what we're going through right now and like just the pandemic and just life in general. But I don't know. I, th- I thought it, it hit home. And I think that uh, I think Soul's going to win this one, no doubt. Yeah, it definitely came out at a good time, I think. Um, I do know Onward is very popular, though, and I do know uh, that's true the too. Is very I've heard popular, good things about so. Onward. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to talk about uh, best director. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Emerald Fennel for uh, Promising Young Woman, uh, David Fincher for Mank, Regina King for One Eye in Miami, Aaron Sorkin for Trial of Chicago Seven, and then uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Um, I mean, I'm biased for David Fincher. I love David Fincher movies. Um, I'd love to see David Fincher win. Um, I do think Mank is uh, really is directed uh, masterfully. Uh, so I think David Fincher could win this. I uh, I think it's going to go to Chloe for Nomadland. Chloe's and- out too, definitely, definitely up there too. And I think the reason it's going to go to No Man Land is because of the way that it's filmed. I believe that it's filmed in a unique way that's going to get it the best motion picture. Um, Promising young women, young women, again, I want to see that. Um, so I'm going to, I don't know, maybe that's one of the ones I watch tonight. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to watch something tonight. Uh, maybe maybe I, I bite the bullet and buy that. 
Uh, Mank is very good. I heard. I don't. So I don't know David Fincher to be honest. I don't know what. What's what are like other movies that he's in or that he directs. Uh, so he always makes really besides for Mank, uh, he makes very like they get under your skin, very disturbing. Uh, so he has Gone Girl, uh, Seven. Oh, that's his. Um, Fight Club. Oh, he does the Zodiac. Yeah, Zodiac Two. The game is very good. Panic Room. Wow, he did the Social Network. Okay. Yeah, so Social he, Network Two. I was forgetting one. Um, Alien versus Predator. Um, or unless it's just Alien Three. Yeah, Alien um, Three. That was him too. I think that was his first movie actually that he directed. His first like feature length movie. So he does himself. Yeah, he's, I mean he's got great movies, and I, I love all those movies. I'm surprised he did not direct. Um. I'm surprised he didn't direct uh, I Care A Lot because they see, it seems like the exact same style as Gone Girl. I actually 100% thought the same person that did Gone Girl did um, I Care A Lot, so that's kind of wild, but yeah. yeah he's, um, he's got good movies, but I'm telling you, I think Nomadland, just the way it was shot. I also think um, One Night in Miami, I saw that, very good. It's a fictional movie. I actually thought it was based on a true story because they use real characters in it, but it is uh, it is fictional. And I, th- I thought that was a very entertaining movie as well. Yeah, that one's uh, Amazon Prime, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that, that one's an Amazon Prime. How I still haven't gotten around to the trial of Chicago Seven. How was that shot? Do you think it was shot in a unique way? I think it's really. Uh, I think Aaron Sorkin can win director. It's really well staged. Um, it's I I really love like. During the trial, they'll like start building up towards uh, like their confrontation with the police, um, and it'll just keep building up and building up, and more people will be talking at the same time, and it'll get more and more intense, and then it really just kind of explodes. Um, uh, it's one of my favorite movies of 2020. Um, well, let's actually talk about because uh, all these movies are in the best picture for drama yeah uh, so yeah Trial of Chicago 7's there Promising Young Woman 2 Nomadland Mank uh, The Father I can I cannot find The Father anywhere but I think The Trial of Chicago 7 could probably win this either that or Nomadland for me see now this one kind of makes me upset this category makes me very upset because there's no Judas and the Black Messiah that's true that's a big snub this year and I think that that was one of the best movies out this year I mean, we really didn't have that big of a cream of a crop to pick from, right? Mm -hmm. I thought they were one of the best. I agree. So the fact that that's not even in this category kind of makes me not like this category because that would have been my pick. (laughs) Um, But I do believe Nomadland wins this one as well. I think... uh, it's a very Again, beautiful I, film. It is. That's what it is. It's not for the faint of heart. Like I don't think the average person could put this movie on and be like, "Wow, that was awesome." But if I you, definitely feel like overhyped, but at yeah, the same time, it's really beautiful. In a way, it's overhyped. Yeah, but I think it's because. I don't know. You're right. I mean, it's overhyped, but again, maybe not because it is a very beautifully shot film. Um, and I think because of that, I think it's originalness. I think it gets it for sure. Very original, yeah. Not conventional at all. Yeah, I th- Nomadland seems like a front runner. I would love to see the trial of Chicago Seven one too. I just, I just love that movie. Um, but then let's the last one I have here is uh, Best Picture for Comedy or Musical. These are some weird ones. So we have Borat, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure was also nominated 
Uh, the first one was also nominated too. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and then Hamilton's there too. Music, uh, Palm Springs, and then The Prom. Uh, that one's tough for me. I think Hamilton's gonna win that because uh, it's Hamilton. But I'd love to see Palm Springs win. That was a really good movie. To be honest, though, the first Borat was ten times better than the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 the second one was decent. It had its moments. I laughed, you know, here and there. But the first one was ten times better. And I think that one deserves. That's an deserves iconic an award. movie. Yeah, I, I don't think this one wins any any awards. I really don't. Um, but again, a, a very strong category. Um, I, I just don't think that one's going to take it. Yeah, that one's. I feel like is going to be more tough unless they just go the obvious route with Hamilton. But I guess we'll see. Um, this next I one too be- is something. Uh, th- this next one too, uh, just to kind of jump from it. This one is actually really cool. I, and I know we kind of added this one last minute, but the best original score, and you told me that that's the soundtrack. I actually did not know that. That was news to me. Um, yeah, just like the or just the general score throughout the movie. That makes sense. That makes sense. I thought Tenet had an unbelievable soundtrack, and I think that it would be... Oh, I agree. I, I think that that one's going to get it. A hundred percent, I think that one's going to get it. I think... Christopher Nolan does such a great job with his soundtracks and his movies. I mean, if you watch any of the Dark Knight series movies, if you watch um, Inception, if you watch um, Interstellar Dunkirk, is one of my Interstellar, favorites. Yeah, if you, I mean, they're all so well done. I mean, the the audio and all those movies are unbelievable. Interstellar, that's the one. That's the um, they're astronauts, right? It's got uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, Ma- Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah. It's that one will like make you like the score and that will make you like cry it's oh it's especially so when he's like listening to his uh he's watching his daughter like grow up on the on the yeah. little screen yeah um so yeah i think tenet will probably take that mank was really good too but tenet just ah, it's really good it is i think that one's gonna take it and I think so. The last one, and I don't know if we're gonna do this one. I'm gonna add it. I'm gonna add it on anyway. Um, but the best original song, I think, "Fight for You" is gonna get this with Judas and the Black Messiah. And I think a strong second is "Hear My Voice" from Trial of the Chicago Seven. I think those two were very uh, movement songs, especially with what's going on in the world. Um, I think that those were two very powerful songs. I think that one's gonna definitely get one of those two. Will definitely get the uh, best original song for motion, motion picture. Yeah, I agree. The, both of those movies had a big crossovers too with characters, especially Fred Hampton showing yeah. up in both, and his murder 100%. in both too. Yeah, playing a big part. Um, so yeah, I think that was at least most of. We didn't get to all of them, but we were planning on this being thirty minutes, and it's running like almost <laughs> an hour now. <laughs> I do. Right before we go, though, I want to talk about. Uh, some big snubs because I was shocked that uh, Spike Lee's The Five Bloods didn't get nominated for anything. At least, even like Spike Lee gained not nominated for uh, Best Director. I'm not. Um, gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't think it was that good of a movie. I thought. I don't think it was Spike Lee's best movie at all. But no. I think it. I think uh, Delroy Lindo. Um, I think he at least maybe deserved a nomination. Um, for best actor, I thought he was really good, and Spike Lee too. He's always, he's he's always on point with his movies. He's very he's a very good director, and I think he could at least get like at least nominated. Yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, mean, that, I again wasn't my kind of movie. I, I, it was okay. I mean, I thought it was a little, uh, it was a little different, especially when they were back in Vietnam. I felt like some of the scenes were a little different. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it didn't, it didn't uh, attract me to it. I, but it is a snub. I, I do like feel like it deserved to be there. But I mean, looking at the movies that are on there, the fact that, I mean, what what category do you think it would have hit? Um, I think best director for Spike Lee and then best actor Delroy Lindo. Um, it could have even gotten maybe um, best picture too. Uh, depending, I mean, I I just can't believe it was just completely ignored by yeah. the voters. Yeah. <laughs> um, another big one too, because uh, we talked about Invisible Man earlier. Elizabeth Moss, I think she would should have gotten a nomination for best actress because she which, carried that movie. Which one is she in? Uh, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Moss in The Invisible Man. Oh, she was unbelievable in that movie. I'm she's, really surprised she wasn't nominated. She's from... Uh, that's a very good snub. Um, she was from... What was that one show on Hulu? Isn't it like an... Uh, Handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's Tale. And she she was unbelievable in that. I feel like she kind of played a, a similar role in The Invisible Man. Um, with like the fear fear factor and stuff yeah, like that. Her anxiety was through the roof. Oh, through the roof. I mean, I think anybody would. <laughs> you have someone that you can't see terrorizing you, right? But, yeah, for the most part, I thought that was a very good film. Yeah, we also talked about Judas and the Black Messiah. And then also Tenet was only nominated for Best Score, too, which was kind of surprising. Yeah, um, Tenet, the acting in Tenet, I don't, I don't think deserved any award. Um, Pat, Pattinson was okay. Maybe, maybe deserving of a, of a supporting role, but I mean, we're looking at these supporting actors. I mean, who do you really take out? You know, I mean, who do you really? Uh, maybe t- Jared Leto. <laughs> fair, fair, but he was for the time that he was in, he was good. You know what I'm saying? He's like, entertaining, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, like he's I an entertaining he, actor. Yeah, like he played the role good. I just think the movie wasn't good. So yeah, if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna take someone out, sure, I, I'd say probably Jared Leto. And then also Tom Hanks for News of the World, just because it's Tom Hanks. Uh, he's he's won like I think like four Golden Globes, maybe. He's like up there near the top. Yeah, I just I haven't seen that movie yet. I tried looking for it. I also believe that isn't that an early release as well? Twenty dollars. Yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah. But I will I will get around to watching that one for sure as well. But yeah, that is a big snub. Very big snub. Three three names that you just named there, I, I I could agree, could get on this list. I don't know why they're not, but yeah. Very, very big snub for those three for sure. Yeah, I mean like the Golden Globes are like they've been criticized a lot before for making really odd choices and nominations. Like um definitely like Parasite last year. It only won like best foreign language film, and then it it won a lot of awards at Oscars, including uh, best picture. Best picture, yeah. Which I don't know if I think it should have got that. Really? Yeah. You you want to know why? Here, let me actually look up. Do you remember what the movies were? Wasn't I Tanya one of them? Uh, I think that might that was a couple years ago. I think that was uh, 2018. Uh, there's Parasite. I think Marriage Story. Tw- uh, 1917 ended up winning. 1917's an incredible movie too. That's what won. Um, okay, then that's why that's what deserved to win. I was trying to think of a movie that. So 1917 did win. 
1917 won the Golden Globes last year and then Parasite won the Academy Awards which those were my two favorite movies of the year um, but I was uh, uh, Paris, uh, the Golden Globes got really criticized um, for Parasite only getting uh, one win that was foreign language which definitely was without a doubt the most standout uh, movie there in best foreign language last year did you think Parasite was a good movie all around though? Uh, that was my favorite movie of 2020. Really? Uh, not 2020, uh, 2019. I thought it, I thought it was really good. Uh, I love Bong Joon Ho. I've seen almost all of his movies now. I've been going back ever since I saw Parasite. I've been going back and watching all of his movies. I might have to give it another shot then. I might have to watch it again. I I just I don't know. I watched it once. So it was okay. I didn't think it was. It's definitely a movie. Uh, it's definitely a movie to watch a lot because there's a lot of like hidden details in the background and I, I, I just love that movie <laughs> yeah well this one did go uh, a little longer than we thought but I think it should I think this th- we'll make this one like a special because it is talking about the Golden That's Globes true. I mean it only happens Golden Globes preview yeah right yeah I mean you got this and then you have uh, and you have the Oscars I mean this is like this is like our Super Bowl you know <laughs> for what we got going on so that's true. <laughs> so I believe it does deserve a, a longer episode. But I, I do want to leave before before we get off this this and end of this episode. I do want to say um, I feel like we should end with some recommendations. So I know we kind of gave who we thought was going to win these awards and stuff like that. But I do want to recommend. So obviously I talked about it a lot. Flight Attendant. I, I highly want to recommend that show. It's on HBO Max. I also want to highly recommend. I care a lot. Um, like you said, it came out like two days ago. It was an unbelievably shot movie. It is a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. So it's not for the faint of heart. Um, I don't want to like I, said, I don't want to spoil anything about it because it just came out. But it was very very good. I highly recommend that as well. Um, Hillbilly Elegy I thought was unbelievable. That one you can catch on Netflix. Um, Ted Lasso I believe is on Apple TV. And if I have to give one more, I'd say Your Honor. And that one is on Showtime, I believe, which you can do like a 30-day free trial and watch the whole first season. So I highly, highly recommend that. But those would be my five to leave you with after this episode um, to definitely go and watch. Oh, yeah. For me, um, at least the Golden Globes, uh, Trial of Chicago 7, uh, that was one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, Also, Palm Springs is really funny. Kind of predictable, just as like a romantic movie like they all go they're all the same but they'll have the like same basic storyline but annie sandberg and um i forget her name um kristen miliotti she's really good and really funny in it too and jk simmons too is in that and um it's just it's a really funny movie i definitely recommend that um i also watched another 2020 movie last year uh last night uh it's a horror movie called his house um it's definitely not gonna be for everyone and i wouldn't say it's like the best horror movie of the year but i think you should uh anyone watching who like loves horror movies you should definitely check it out it's on netflix right now um but yeah i think that about wraps it up here um i'd love to hear uh anyone listening their thoughts on the golden globes and their favorites to win stuff like that uh, you can do that by following Cinemarvels on Instagram, at Cinemarvels. Uh, you also get daily posts on all things film-related. Um, so, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for talking here with me today, Scott, about uh, all these Golden Globes. Oh, yeah, definitely, of course. Definitely of course. do it again. Can't wait. I can't wait definitely, for episode uh, number two. Recap the, 
recap the Golden Globes <laughs> next week. First two episodes are going to be all about the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah, then we got the Oscars in like a month or two. That one's, yeah, it's going to be weird watching the Oscars in April. Yeah, definitely going to be a weird year for awards, the award season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, who's, whoever's listening to this. Uh, first episode of the podcast, probably for, uh, brand new to the podcast world, so you did good though. kind of rough around the edges i think we did good yeah yeah. it was it was a good uh it was a fun episode i mean and and to be honest we're we're covering such a broad thing our first uh our first show you know it's never easy i I feel like the next time we're on we'll talk about uh and we should do and maybe we should pick a day but we should do uh we should do once a week i feel like once or twice a week i feel like we should get an episode up um, and we could pick a couple, we could like pick a day too. to have it, to have it posted. So at least like maybe like a Sunday or like a, like a Sunday night. And then like throughout the week, like a Wednesday or something, have like two posted a week or something, I think would be kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. But, uh, yeah, we do. I know we were talking about this before. This one's going about an hour and 10 minutes. Um, but we do want to probably shorten them to like 30, 30, 40 minutes. And, uh, we're just going to kind of keep you up to date with like, obviously old movies that are definitely must sees if you haven't seen them. So hopefully we I'd love to review movies too yeah yeah like hopefully we can get some some movie reviews we can also talk about um how like new things that are coming up new seasons that are coming up when they're going to be airing where what platform they're going to be on you know cool things like that um we can definitely get a hold of but um i mean this was such a broad thing like i said um hopefully with covid and everything going on I know a lot of people didn't even know that the Golden Globes were on the 28th, so hopefully this will even bring some awareness to people that don't even know it's coming up this week. That's weekend. true, yeah. So that, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. So definitely tune in for more episodes, and uh, we're just going to keep getting better, keep getting better as a team, keep building chemistry, and keep bringing oh, you yeah. guys some uh, some good movie reviews. So yeah, uh, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy the Golden Globes this Sunday, and if you're watching them, and... Yeah, we'll see you soon. See you guys.